For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. <laughs> hey, don't do it. That, that was a banger. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a banger. It was a banger. That you know that that's what I used to say, man. Like we we had some guys that couldn't rap well. I mean, couldn't rap. I mean, they rap well. Oh yeah, it was, it was. It was. People don't don't get it twisted. Just because we old school, we we remember some whack stuff. It was some whack yeah. hip hop back then too. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12, Kyle. Uh, thank you for joining us as you do each and every Tuesday night where we broadcast live. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Make sure that you follow us on all the socials. Uh, follow, follow Dead End Sports and then follow us collectively as well. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, not really sure if two hours is enough time to get it all in. We're going to do our best. Uh, joining me tonight, definitely my mellow, my man, uh, my man, Ken. Ken, what's going on? Yo, what's good, Cal? Um, chilling, chilling. Yeah, man, same here, man. Just finished watching, um, the Dodgers stay alive. Oh, oh, did they? Yeah, they, um... They actually scored a run in, in, in the eighth inning, bottom of the wow. eighth inning, and uh, uh, Jensen came on and, and um, sealed the deal. And really it happened with the, um, with the um, a hit pitch. The guy got hit, so the, the pitcher hit a batter, and then he he walked. He, of course, he was on base. And then uh, Utley, I think, Chase Utley got a single, and then somebody came in and, and knocked him in. So – a uh, very, very good game, and it really bailed out Clayton Kershaw because six good innings, gave up two runs, but they sent him back out there in the seventh, and he gave up th- three runs in the seventh. And we all know he just doesn't pitch well in the postseason. Right. So um, he was in line for the win, but they sent him out there in, in the seventh inning. He's on seven days rest. So at that point, you probably should have relied on your bullpen. But nevertheless, they got the win. They stay alive. It's going back to the nation's capital for a fifth and deciding game. That's crazy. You know what? I'm, it's crazy because, like, some of these games have happened. And, like, I didn't even know the game happened until, like, I saw it on Sports Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that way, too. Because uh, some of the games are starting at like six, and they're right. starting like mad early, um, and then you're catching it like at the end, like the Cubs and the Giants are playing right now, and uh, they started at like eight forty because okay. the other game was going late, I believe. But um, I hope the Cubs go ahead and win that one. I like to see them in the World Series. Me too. But we know how the Giants are, man. They don't die. They do not die. We know how the Cubs can be or have been historically since the curse. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, joining us as well, uh, the homie, Mr. 430, BZ. What up, though? What up, though? 
Hey, Gentleman. when is that uh, Illidel Half-Life combo going to uh, be a little? Um, as soon as I stop being lazy and uh, edit it. <laughs> uh, for those of you watching, me and B, uh, we did a uh, podcast the other day uh, celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Illidel Half-Life. I'm going to drop it on my podcast. I'll probably, to be honest, I'll probably have it up either Thursday, no later than Friday. Um, I may do some editing of it tonight. Um, but, uh, man, we had a good time, man, just talking about Illidel Half-Life. Uh, the classic album by Roots. So if you're a big fan of that album, uh, if you just want to hear me and be uh, wax poetic about it, man, definitely check out the podcast. We'll be broadcasting it and um, retweeting it and talking about it uh, a lot, man. We had a good time. We, it, 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 it took us a minute to get work through the technical difficulties, but once we got it going, man, it was, it was straight. It came out really nice. Hello? Hands on music. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was just so quiet. I thought, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying anything though. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, I, I can't wait to listen to it. Um, I'm really. I, I just kind of. Sometimes I like to hear other people talk about albums and hip hop. So I really can't wait to hear. Uh, listen to that. I think that's gonna be dope. No doubt, no doubt. And our boy FIFO is gonna be coming through in just a few. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, as I mentioned, man. Um, a lot of people are in the news. Uh, we got a lot of football, obviously. We're going to talk a little basketball, too. Throw a little basketball in there. Uh, get a little baseball talk in as well. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter. Uh, if you have anything you want to ask us, uh, shoot us a tweet during the live show at Dead End Sports, and we will try our best to read it over the uh, broadcast. Um, so let's start right there, man. Um, a lot of stuff happened over the uh, this past uh, weekend with the uh, NFL and college football. Um, I, I guess we can start right there, man. B, what about you? What uh, what stood out to you this past weekend in, co- in college football and the NFL? Um, I don't. I think what stood out is I didn't realize Texas A and M was still undefeated. Um, Me either. I, when I was looking at the rankings that Sunday morning, I was like. Wow, I mean, you know, I'm I'm like, dang. And then I noticed too, four Big Ten teams is in the, uh, they're in the uh, top ten. So that's that's really interesting. You know, um, Ohio State, Michigan, was it Nebraska, and I'm forgetting another team. I forgot, but it's four, four squads. But yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that um that uh just A and M was ranked so high, and in the NFL. The um, Vikings defense, man, is a real deal, man. I think their defense is really the real deal. Um, you know, still, what were we in week five? We still got a lot of football left. We see how much this defense can hold up, but I don't know, man. I, I think, I think I'm a, I think I'm, I think I'm sold on Vikings defense, man. And they, they're still winning games undefeated without your, their original starting QB and Teddy mm-hmm. and their, their, their machine AP. So, but that defense is still hold up with his whole and you got and you you got Sam Bradford as their QB. So you know how much we clown Sam Bradford. So it's yeah. Still, <laughs> still they still looking like some they looking like some they right now they looking like Super Bowl contenders right now. Cause they're just off their defense alone. They 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 shutting they shutting it down, man. So yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing this weekend. I didn't realize Texas A and M was ranked so high and I didn't you know, I think man, I think we can probably start putting the Vikings defense is the real deal. No doubt. No doubt. What about you, Ken? What stood out to you uh, this week in college football and uh, and in the pros? 
I missed a lot of college football um, Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to see much of it. Um, I, I I did notice that Tennessee just don't die. Mm-mm. And the fact that they came back from a 21-point deficit and then a 14-point deficit to send the game into overtime, now, granted, Texas A&M uh, held on to win, but – they just don't die, and we saw what they, we know what they did to Georgia, and um, and I think they even had another comeback win prior to to that. Um, and I think it was against Florida, but either way, a lot of heart resolve <clears throat> on that Tennessee team, and it seemed like they were going to win another one by coming back, um, simply off the strength of. Uh, and I and I, and I don't know his name. I apologize. I need a chance to look it up before the show. Um, one of the the uh, defenders, I think, got hurt. No, it was uh, I think it was a tackle. And um, they had to cart him off the field. They had to uh, immobilize him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they would rally around him and win the game just for him. They did come back and they sent, managed to send them in overtime, but they 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 didn't they didn't wasn't able to win it. Um, but yeah, they they showed a lot of heart. Um, but outside of that, I think there's one other thing. Now that I think about it, that stood out to me. Stafford, Stafford isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Stafford isn't that good, man. And and, and uh, that running back, uh, Christian McCaffrey, right? He can kiss. Say he can kiss. I mean, he may still get drafted, but he's really hurting his chances um, in the draft. I think now that's that's just me uh, as a regular person sitting up watching college football. But there were a lot of promise for this guy coming in. Um, Part of it has to do with with race as well, being a white running back that's tearing up the league. You know, and then you go out and you can't even, you know, well, the whole team is playing bad. So I don't know how much of that falls on him, but – um, nevertheless, you're supposed to be the guy. You're the Heisman guy, so you're supposed to be putting up numbers. Right. Um, but uh, it's not happening. I told you guys Leonard Fournette is questionable. He is not. He's taking his time. He is not looking to get on the field. He's getting ready for um, the, the uh, NFL draft. His The season is over for LSU. If you're not playing for a championship right. or a national title, then then what's the point of even playing? So, um, so yeah, he's kind of uh, walking things back a little bit. And um, you know, picking and choosing what games he play in. I um, in the NFL, uh, it was um, this was really weird for me. Right? Are we going to talk about Brady later? Yeah, we are. <clears throat> okay, so I'll, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I guess we have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NFL, NFL. Um, Outside of what B already said about the Vikings, I, I think that's really all I, I had, man. I didn't really have much else to add from the NFL um, sitting here thinking about it. Nah, besides Carolina's done, but I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah, 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 real bad. Um, NFL, what stood out to me, man, uh, the Chargers. Man, the Chargers, man. And you know what? I, I for whatever reason – and I don't know why, but this always happens to me. Uh, I get into these little debates with people online about Philip Rivers. Like people dump, at least the people that I know. I can't say everybody. People that I know dump on Philip Rivers 
Um, I think Phillip Rivers is a, an incredible quarterback. Um, but, I mean, they just got the worst luck, man. I mean, like, they had a punter shank a punt, and then he, the punter is the holder on the place kicking, and he mishandled the – they were trying to kick the, the game-time field goal. And, I mean, like, it seems like – and I only know this because Phillip Rivers is one of my fantasy football quarterbacks. Um, we're not going to talk about fantasy football tonight. Because <laughs> – I think I lost to Ken and B this weekend. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was um, – the, the Chargers, man, like, the Chargers have bad luck. And when I started sitting there thinking about, like, how bad are the Chargers, and it's not like they – I mean, because they're, they're losing these games by less than three points. And then I'm like, okay, man, you know, they, they really got bad luck. Then I went, when I think about how bad their luck is, then it takes me to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, man. I mean, like, you got the Indians in the playoffs right now. Uh, you got, obviously, the Cavs just won the NBA title. None of that magic in Cleveland is rubbing off on the Browns. I mean, they lined up at one point on Sunday. They lined up Terrell Pryor to play quarterback, former player at um, Ohio State. That was their sixth quarterback that they played this year. Um so I think Kessler Kessler started the game. He got hurt. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst came in for him, and he got hurt. So it's just, you know, that's one thing that stood out to me, man, just how bad. And then we're going to talk about it in a little bit, um, how bad some of these teams are. Uh, in college, uh, not really stood out to me other than Alabama's dominance, man. I mean, like, for as down as the SEC is, I think Alabama is just like really just going to run through the SEC. I mean, most people predicted them to, but I mean, at this point, I'm not sure who can stand in Alabama's way in the SEC because uh, I really don't see anybody stopping them. Um, another thing that stood out in, in uh, college football is the the tift or rift between LSU and Florida. Uh, as many of you know, the game between LSU and Florida was supposed to be played this past weekend, but was uh, postponed or they haven't canceled it officially, but postponed due to um, Hurricane Matthew. Uh, and both teams are going back and forth. Now, the SEC needs this game to happen because you could have a situation where you don't get an SEC team in the playoffs. So um, that, that's, that's what stood out to me this past weekend uh, in college football and the pros. Um, big news that dropped today, uh, earlier this afternoon, Colin Kaepernick, uh, has been named the starter by the uh, by Chip Kelly for week six against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, as many of you know, Colin Kaepernick has been uh, nursing an injury, and he was the backup to Blaine Gabbert. And if you got a chance to see a game this past weekend, uh, this past Thursday night, I think, uh, between the 49ers and I can't remember who they played, um, Blaine Gabbert was awful. I mean, so it was also only a matter of time before Kaepernick got in there. Um, so everybody knows about the controversy. I mean, there's millions of people who never heard of Colin Kaepernick before, before this protest thing started. There's millions of people who don't, who've never seen Colin Kaepernick play, as strange as that may sound. Um, but to say that he has pressure on him is, you know, is an understatement. Um, B, I'll start with you, man. What, what are your thoughts about Kaepernick starting, man? Um, first of all, it's about, it's about time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think Niners kind of dragged this on by keep sticking with Blaine Gabbard. I don't know if they just want to give him a certain amount of weeks before they finally try Kaepernick. I don't know, but um, 
It's about time. I mean, I'm, you know, you're right. It is a lot of pressure on him because now, you know, with all the con- all the controversy that's been going on since preseason with Kaepernick, and you know, of course, you know, people seen him playing in the Super Bowl and and being successful with Coach uh, Harbor already. But you know, like I said, once the, these these defenses got tapes on him, and once he got switched with a different coach, he hasn't been the same. So I'm a little right. worried that he might still stink it up. Of course, I don't want him to stink it up. Of course, because you know it's like, yeah, we all supporting him. Yeah, we got his back, blase, blase. So at this, at, from here, I don't be talking. So I, it would be so refreshing if he comes out this first game and ball out. And they win by like two touchdowns, something like that. That would be so refreshing. Just, just to kind of start off that way, to kind of give him like a, a, a sigh, a big sigh of relief, you know. Because I'm pretty sure he's going to be very tense. He's going to be a little. He might not be nervous. I mean, this is what you do. You play football, but you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a little shaky within the first couple of possessions on the drive. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy, happy for him. I, I'm, I'm, I want to see what he's going to do. I mean, what's the be- what's what can be any worse than what Blaine Gabbert's been doing already? You know, at this point. So, um, and I already think the 49ers season is all is pretty much a lost cause at this point. Um, I don't see them catching, you know, maybe Arizona with one and three or whatever. I, they might catch Arizona, but I, I can see I see 49ers being last in this division in the first place anyway. So, I don't know, man. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for Kaepernick, man. I'm, I'm glad he's getting that sh- getting another chance, you know, especially because just think about this when this season started. We thought he wasn't even gonna start again. We thought he right. was blackballed out of the NFL. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to see him finally getting that chance, another chance to start, that's why I hope he just come out and just like ball out. If anything, not ball out, I hope at least, at least they get a win. No doubt. No doubt. What about you, Ken? Your thoughts on um Colin Kaepernick, man? Back in the starting lineup again. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Woo! Happy oh game. man! <laughs> 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 I didn't know what he was laughing at. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Poor, poor Jason Whitlock. Oh my! Poor Jason Whitlock. He's probably outside. Um, he's, he's probably picking it right now. Uh, you know, it, it, look, um, I'll get into him in just a second. No, I'll get into him now because I just brought him up. Look, um, Jason Whitlock, when this whole thing broke, said that Colin was trying to get it, you know, uh, play his way, protest his way out of football, that he didn't take the game serious, um, that he was quitting, all of this, these negative things. And right. then, you know, as it went on and on, he started to say that, you know, um, He's not good enough to play. Just started to just bash the guy, especially when he started to be on the wrong side of this thing, when he started to say that, you know, it's not about gestures and stuff like that. When in actuality, if we look at the effect of Colin Kaepernick, and we're not, I'm really not going to get all into that, but if we look into the effect of Colin Kaepernick, I mean, that one knee has set off. It like, has. <clears throat> it is undeniable. And that man, contrary to what Whitlock believed, and and Colin at the time, but Colin, sorry about that, Colin came back around. Colin was like, okay, nah, nah, this is more serious. But Whitlock, nah, he didn't want to hear it. This guy put 
as B said, his career online, uh, he could have been cut. He was playing bad, so they could have cut him. Um, they blackballed out of the NFL. Um, his popularity was at risk. Everything could have went wrong for him for standing up and for something that he believes. Uh, and excuse me. So he is to be applauded for that and understand that he's on the field now because of a, Blaine Gabbert has just been absolutely terrible. So at this point, why not? And I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I think Colin can do any better because I've been critical on Colin Kaepernick as a football player. Mm-hmm. Accuracy is very good, but it can't be any worse. Can't be. Than Blaine Gabbert. I watched Blaine Gabbert Thursday night. He was horrendous. <laughs> he was guys that were wide open by large margins. So this isn't – obviously, they wouldn't start him unless they felt like they could win, you know, unless they felt it was absolutely necessary. And um, and at this point, if you chip Kelly, you got to try anything. So I don't know if it's going to be any better. I don't know if they're going to start winning games. All I know is that Chip Kelly is in a position where he feels like he has to um, do something to turn this season around because he's in danger of losing um, – uh, uh, basically, you know, uh, I don't know, man, being ran out of San Francisco. Who knows? Yep. <clears throat> yep. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when he get on the field. I know a lot of people in their articles are being written about, you know, the ratings are down and they're trying to tie it to Colin Kaepernick. And trust me, I understand that there are some people out there that are. Let's talk about that next. Let's talk about okay. that next. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, man, I, I think that. I am happy for him in the sense that he wasn't punished for standing up for something he believed in and that he's still going to get an opportunity. Now it's up to him to take advantage of the opportunity. Um, and I think that that would have remained the same whether he took a knee or not. So um, he just got to go on the court, man, and, and, and prove it. But – I think for everybody that said he was quitting, man, um, and everybody – like Mayweather. Are we going to talk about Mayweather? Oh, you guys don't on Mayweather? I don't – May, Did you see what Mayweather said? No, I didn't see it. Man, man, look. This dude – this dude said um, – you know, he went the All Lives Matter thing, and then he didn't directly believe in what Colin was doing. and said Colin need to, to – to, uh, focus on trying to get his get his starting job back. I literally read this today, this morning. Wow! wow. And the news came out today. So um, Mayweather, how about that? He stood up for something he believed in. He stood up for people like you and others and everybody that's black, white, or whatever. Even though it's really about black people, I, I bring in police brutality, but he stood up for this issue, and he's still starting. So that shows that you can be a brave person and stand up for something. And sometimes you don't have to sacrifice your voice and be so selfish. Um, and look, I get Mayweather. He has some own issues. He has issues of his, of his own right. to deal with. But, um, yeah, he got his job back, Mayweather. So now what? 
But anyway, man, yeah, um, we'll see, man. You just got to go out and win. Yeah, I think um, I think both of you guys made some great points. I, I don't really know what to expect. Um, <clears throat> I think because all I can go by is what I saw the last time I saw him, and I was very critical of Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback, uh, because I felt like, and I said it right here on this show, that I felt like he regressed. Um, and I thought that in that system that he was in, and of course that whole coaching situation last year was crazy in and of itself. But I think when they decided to bring in Chip Kelly and Kaepernick had the contract dispute, and then you got to keep in mind too that Kaepernick was injured and he's basically been trying to rehab this year. Um, so I think to me, I think what's going to happen and what's going to be interesting is to see how he responds to the, 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 the backlash, if you will. I mean, you, you're going to get cheered at home, but you know, what's going to happen when you go on the road? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to get booed, you know, worse than they booed LeBron when LeBron went to, <laughs> went to Miami. Um, but, uh, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. Uh, he's handled himself very well, and I think he's said a lot of things, and he's done a lot of things, and he's put his money where his mouth is. And I think he understands that it's bigger than football. And, I mean, when you get to the point where, regardless of how you feel about Colin Kaepernick and what he's done, I think there should be a level of respect, at least for him taking a stand often we criticize athletes for not taking a stand in something. And he's done something, to be honest, that most of us, 99.9% of us, would not have done. Um, that being said, I mean, when you get to a point where, like I saw the other day, uh, band members of the East Carolina University band were taking a knee while playing the national anthem to the point where the ESPN affiliate said that they weren't going to broadcast any more East Carolina games anymore. I mean, like, when it goes that far, and these are, when I say East Carolina, I'm not talking about black kids. These are white kids. So I think when you have that ability to, to, to reach that many people and your message is being heard and being felt, I think that does wonders. Now, you know, what happens on the football field? You know, he's going to, like I said, he's, there's a lot of spotlight on him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds going forward. But I think uh, I don't think, I mean, Chip Kelly didn't have much of a choice, to be honest. I don't know what Kaepernick has done. Really. I don't know what took so long. Because Blaine Gabbert's not good. We all knew that from the door. And I think if Kaepernick's going to stay in the league, if Chip Kelly's going to stay in the league, I think we have to at least give ourselves an opportunity to see what the two of them can do together. And you know what's interesting is that I think even last year on this show when they were talking about making a switch from Colin to Blaine Gabbert. And I think I was like, well, might as well. Because right. like you, Kyle, Colin, he wasn't playing with He wasn't playing good at all. Not at all. And if he's playing that bad, you might as well see what the backup guy had. And, you know, it was a little bit better. But Blaine Gabbert, for whatever reason, wasn't able to take the step forward. And the job was – like, think about it like this, right? Here's a guy – that created all of this controversy that all you had to do was play below average mm -hmm. and you would keep your job. How bad do you have to be in order for them to put somebody out there that some people are blaming for the, the, the uh, fall in, in NFL Raiders? I know we'll get to that. Like, 
how bad do you have to be to lose your job to a guy that's created the amount of controversy that he's had? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you mm-hmm. really sit and think about that, like, you have to be absolutely terrible. Because there were, of course, people in the organization that didn't want to put him back out there at all. Well, I think there was one guy. He's had support, and that was a good thing about the San Francisco 49 organizations that they did support his rights to do so, mm-hmm. and they stood by him. Chip Kelly got into it with the reporter, you know, over it. So they never walked away from him as a player. It really came down to, from the things that I've read and seen, your performance, right? Right. And 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 I think that that speaks volume for, for that organization. And in terms of what you said earlier – about him being booed, I don't know if it's going to be like that. I don't know if he will be booed. I think that moment has passed, and we've seen like we've we've seen them showing where people have been asking for his autograph. Oh people, yeah, he oh he gets mad love. People are chanting him. People yeah. are actually chanting him like we want Cabernet. Like yep, they were saying that uh, the other night during the game. Right, right. It's there, there's there's the issue that he's protesting, and then there's football. Right. At the end of the day. The 49ers fans want to win football games. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's what it's come down to. And like you said about Chip Kelly, he want, he needs to win games. So, at this point, he has no choice. So, but yeah, Blaine, man, like, dog, like, you, <laughs> you got to look yourself in the mirror, bro. <laughs> you got to be hot garbage. But, but you know, back, back to what Ken said a little bit about. <clears throat> People's in the building. What it do? What it do? Um, back to what Ken said a little bit ago, where he said Kaepernick got bad last year and got benched for Blaine Gabbert. Hundred percent right. But we already know that in the NFL, when you have a head coach and a quarterback on the same page, then it can do wonders for your team. I can't remember the head coach last year and the offensive system and all of that. They were trying to go to a pro-style offense. If you continue to take a square player and fit them into a round hole, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to maximize what Colin does best. Chip Kelly's offense maximizes what Colin does best. And and, and here's the thing with Blaine Gabbert. When when I saw that he was the starter, week one, I told my brother, I said, look, man, I don't think Blaine Gabbert makes it through the first half. Mind you, this man made it four weeks. If I was a head coach, he wouldn't have made it past the first game. The way Blaine Gabbert, and this is documented. This isn't brand new. This is like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Blaine Gabbert? No, this is what was to be expected from Blaine Gabbert, to miss wide open wide receivers, to, to miss. Yeah, he has an arm. Yeah, the dude's athletic. Yeah, he can run, but he is not a quarterback, and it's proven when – In Chip Kelly's offense, it's super fast passes, super fast tempo, screens. It's not a lot of deep throws unless you take your shot. It's really run first, a lot of uh, pitch and catch, and you let your playmakers make plays. That's what Chip Kelly's offense is about. And when I'm watching Blaine Gabbert can't even throw 25, 30 yards to the sideline all point, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't understand why it took this long to go to Colin. If we know, if based off of what we've seen with Colin Kaepernick and some of the things Jim Harbaugh did with him, did, was he not able to make those throws consistently? Those type of throws that Chip Kelly's offense requires you to make, 
that that is easy for Colin. Also, the read option, he does that. We see that they have Carlos Hyde. Unfortunately, Navarro Bowman had another season-ending injury, but that right. defense with him is pretty still is pretty stout. And even without him, they're they're pretty good. So if Colin can come in, I think he's going to play well. And and, and, and you know, you can have all of the pressure and the spotlight and this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, I I don't know if I could only put myself, transpose myself into those shoes. And, and I know if it was me, because I'm definitely, I, if I was in some type of professional sports, sports at all, I would definitely use that platform for my voice. You know what I'm saying? Just like everybody else has. We use our platform all the time, you know what I'm saying, for that. Right. So, why, so why wouldn't I use athletics? Trust me, I would. In that oh, regard, no even if I was like in professional sports, like, that would not affect my play. I'm going to go out there and play my game. Like, that's what I go out here and get paid millions of dollars to do is to prepare for my opportunities. So that, that, that I don't think that, that all of this other stuff is really going to affect anything coming on the field. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, you know he's going to have the support from the majority of fans because who's the number one selling jersey in the NFL? Colin Kaepernick. So, right. so he's going to have the backing. It's not like he did something bad. Now he has backlash. He has fan support. Everybody's behind him. I, I Look, man, they should have been with Colin just on some football stuff. They should way back in week two. Blaine Gabbert should not be in the NFL. Blaine Gabbert should not be a backup quarterback. He's a bust. <laughs> he should be out the league. Jim Tomsula was the coach. Tom Sula. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't, yeah. Come on, Chip man. Has, hasn't proven to be any better, but yeah, he was. He wasn't good at all. But but here's the thing, though, right? Okay, you're 100 percent right in terms of totality of what we've seen Chip Kelly be able to do. But in sports, and there and there's a lot of buts and a lot of you know different things that has happened to Chip Kelly. I, I don't think you could give him full autonomy because obviously, look, this man went and got three running backs. He had to let, uh, the Eagles had to let go of one of them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't think from a player personnel standpoint, that's what he could do. But from a coaching standpoint, we've seen his offenses get hot. And when they actually have a rhythm, yo, they, 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 they get the defense on their heels. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and to me, it's very simplistic. If you find a play or a package against a defense that does not match up, and you continue to attack that defense, you force that defense to call a timeout to adjust. It, it, it's simple. And then once you right. get a rhythm, it, it's, offensive football is like basketball, it's like baseball. You get into a swing of things. You get into a rhythm. Like, like, and sometimes, no matter what you do, it's going to work. Because now you have the defense, they don't even know what to do. And it's a run-first offense. It's a run-first offense. So you're running wide, you're running up the middle, you're throwing short pass, you're doing all of these things. So when it starts to work, it, it, it is very potent. But the thing is, is getting the right pieces. I think for the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick at quarterback is the right move, should have been the move. Yeah, we're definitely going to see how it plays out, man. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, for a lot of people, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> so uh, he definitely has the bulls, the proverbial bulls out on his back. Um, now, Ken touched on something, and I meant to put it on here for, for us to discuss. We can talk about it briefly. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about NFL ratings being down. Um, ratings is down as, as low as 15%. Now, 
a lot of people speculate as to why the ratings are down. Uh, I make it a habit of not necessarily listening to a lot of sports talk radio, particularly local sports talk radio. Um, but I happened to turn turn on the radio Saturday. Um, local guys here in the metro Atlanta area, and the the subject came up. And I'm gonna be honest. The guy who was talking probably flit every redneck stereotype you probably could think of. Um, and he goes on to say the reason why the NFL ratings are down, he, I think he gave three reasons. He said one was Colin Kaepernick. Two was Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and three was Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Man, I've never been so, like I was pissed, but I was laughing at the same time. Like I'm like, you can't be that stupid. So the question I have for you guys is: ratings are down. Uh, B, I'll start first with you. What do you attribute that to with ratings being down? Um. Oh God. I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with you know Colin Kaepernick's protesting and stuff like that. Because I mean, when it when it was happening in the preseason, you was already getting. You know, people was already saying, you know, Caucasian fans of the NFL was already saying, oh, if this if this keeps up all season, I won't be watching NFL this year. So you was already getting that. So, I mean, to me, yeah, it don't have nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or freaking Beyonce or uh, anything like that. She was she was she was even brought up in politics talk, but that's a different story for just NFL on some crap, man, because. Here you go, Antonio Brown was able to wear cleats honoring Honor Palmer, but you name you're not even you can't even honor uh, Muhammad Ali. They 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 were they threatened that he wasn't gonna be able to play if he wore his Muhammad Ali tribute. But just the last week before that, he wore Honor Palmer, you know, because Honor Palmer passed away, which was fine. Right. I don't see what was wrong with that. Just all types of stuff NFL is doing. They just slowly just messing their brand up and just making it. You know, I know there's people that's gonna still watch regardless, but if you got some folks just like, like, like Q, John Q, I know he was like, man, NFL still on this, I ain't even watching NFL no more. But yeah, it's just a lot of it is Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that's the elephant in the room. It's obvious that he's the reason why the ratings are so down, you know, are down or declining because you know a lot of Caucasian fans are just like, no, I'm not watching this. He's disrespecting. This country and this military and all that other stuff. So it's that, that's the reason. I mean, that's just the big elephant in the room. What I about you, people? That, huh? I, I don't think it's just that. I, I don't think it's just one thing. I, I think when you look at the scope of the NFL, a lot of the teams and players that are having success are, are no-name players. Um, and, and, and we're starting to see legends, you know, leave the game. And right. I think Sometimes you have to, you know, build that fan base because uh, the type of cachet that Peyton Manning has, like, it, it takes years to build that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now when you look at some of the quarterbacks that are having success in the NFL, you're looking at Dak Prescott. Who the hell is a Dak Prescott? You know what I'm saying? Who the hell is, is Derek Carr? You know, uh, um, there's a third one, too. Um, even Carson Wentz, like who the hell is Carson? Like these guys don't have fan bases. Yeah, they're rookies. Yeah, they're playing well, but they don't they don't pull like Peyton Manning does, especially on his last hurrah. And and right. and, and, and we're starting to see a real turnover in the NFL 
of the legendary players really starting to leave the game. And it's a lot of young guys in right now. And they they have to create a name. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that Colin Kaepernick is hurting a little bit. You know, I I was cringing as B was talking. But as I, 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 I put myself on the other side, I'm like, damn, I can really see a lot of white people yeah. on, on their races just being like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not even going to watch. Yeah. You know, so I, th- there is a percentage of that. They've been saying but, that since preseason. But, you know, I, but I, I don't think that that percentage is that huge. Now, if it is, then that just shows, that just shows why this country has this issue. That right there. Yeah. That stat right there. That's why I think it's right. a big percentage. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I don't know. I don't want to believe that. The, 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 the human in me does not want to believe that because... I have no hope for humans. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, you mean to tell me that this person wants to stand up for his right, which is to be 100% American. That is our right to do it at the job, to do it at home, to do it wherever the hell you want because we are to be free in this country. To Look at express. the snowball effect this has been causing, though, people. Like, we was just talking about this. Jerry Jones talking about some, oh, this is this mm-hmm. my... I mean, just look at all the, the big snowball effect. It started from a tiny pebble, and we got a big freaking avalanche. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that, that shows it right there. I think this is a big percentage of why the NFL is down the way it is. What about you, Ken? Muted. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself, Ken. Eleven uh, percent. <laughs> um, and I do believe that, to a certain degree, B is right. Um, it would seem that if it would seem that that could be the cause, right? But we all know that when you have a hypothesis, right, you know, just because two things seem like they, 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 they correlate, it doesn't mean that they necessarily do. Um, and I think that that could be a situation here. We have this one event that happened, and later on, ratings are down, and the natural thing that we want to do and that everybody wants to do is say, oh, it's because of this. But going back to what FIFO was saying, it could be a combination of, of a lot of different things. Um, first of all, the games just aren't that good right. anymore. I do agree with what FIFO said about the the lack of stars. Brady's back. We'll see if ratings pick up then, but who, who knows? Um, Peyton's gone. We don't know who Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. Um, nobody cares about Andy Dalton. You know, <laughs> almost That's not you, Ken. You know, Tannehill can't stay off the ground. Oh so, gosh. yeah, FIFO's right. There is some turnover um, that we have to deal with. You know, they have Thursday night games. They're not good. Oh, games God, overseas in London, one. they're not good. Oh, those are terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, they're streaming games on Twitter and everywhere else. And Yahoo and, and those games, they're not really good either. Um, but I think at its core, you'll have your casual fans and you'll have your diehard fans. And I think that the casual fans at 11% could be the casual fans that just don't enjoy the product that's on the field because none of the games are really close like that. And then you have guys that are diehard fans that think that the rule changes are ruining it. So it could be 
like this could have been something that have occurred over time. We don't, I mean, I haven't read many other articles just kind of show a continuous dip over mm-hmm. year, over year, over year. And I'm sure that information is out there, but I'm kind of like, I'm kind of split between FIFO and, and, and B because mm-hmm. you have people that are saying boycott the NFL. And if that percentage is 11% of people out there, that's disturbing, right? Um, but I also think that you'll have people that that are going to watch regardless. They may not like it, but they're going to watch because that's just one game they don't have to watch. Like you're not going to boycott the whole NFL. And if you know how the Nielsen ratings work is, and I still think they have this box, right? Yep, so they do. You can watch the game and just lie <laughs> and say you didn't watch the game. If they still do it that way, I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, so there, that could be a little bit of that going on. But I don't want to necessarily say this is all Colin Kaepernick because if that was the case, why did this jersey soar, you know, in sales? He's being cheered everywhere. So I think that people that disagree with what he's saying want to apply what he did to what we're seeing. And the two may not necessarily correlate to one another. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll probably never really know. But, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. Um, it's just a thing. And I don't know. I think it's just a, it's another storyline that people want to talk about. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. is. And I, I can honestly say I, it's not Beyonce's fault. Because um, <laughs> it's not. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's – I don't necessarily – and I don't necessarily disagree with you guys. I don't necessarily know that Cap, the Kaepernick situation – because if you look at it, ratings have been falling. They didn't just fall this year. Um, so I don't even – I don't necessarily attribute that to Kaepernick. I think if, we, if we're real about what we're seeing each Sunday, it's a lot of bad football. Now – you have your casual fans, then you have your diehard fans like the four of us. We're going to watch a game, you know, but it's it's on, on every Sunday. I mean, like, you know what? We only have to go to Sunday. Look at last night's game. That was a bad game. I mean, like, and at one point last night, I, I actually tweeted out. I said, I can't believe I'm still watching this game because <laughs> it was like, but it was nothing else on TV. And I really should have, I ended up flipping to the baseball game, but that went off at like three o'clock in the morning. But like, there's there's not it's not a lot of good football. Now, it's a little different between college. Now, I'm one of the few people that I like Saturday football just a little bit better than I do NFL football. I like college. I love college. I love both college and NFL. I would if I had my preference, I would prefer college over NFL. But I love football, so I'm gonna watch either one. But I think it's like, you know, it's we have to be honest with what we're seeing. If we just like, we didn't get a chance to do a video this year, but when we talk about let's, – let's look at just the quarterbacks. We always do the top ten quarterbacks. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, there's probably ten good quarterbacks in the league. Really. And then after that, I mean, like, there's probably three or four great quarterbacks, and then there's, like, five or six really good quarterbacks. It's just average. And then, you know, you got something that's below average. So, you know, and the teams kind of reflect that. Now, the one thing, and, and I, I was thinking about something that Mark Cuban said a few years ago, that the NFL was at its apex as far as popularity and everything else like that. And he basically said, like, 
you have to be careful with that because when you get to that point, you're going to saturate, uh, saturate your market. And Roger Hill kind of scoffed at the comments. He was like, you know, Mark Cuban, what does he know about the NFL? But he's actually right. And I think, you know, another thing that we don't really think about, given the times that we're in, especially with social media and everything, the NFL is constantly in the headlines. I mean, like from stuff that happens off the field to deflate gate to drug charges to, you know, the Ray Rice situation to players going to battle with Goodell. It, it takes, you know, and that turns some people off. I mean, that turns the casual fan off. I made a great point. I'll wrap it up here. There was a, I remember, and I'm, I'm going to try to correlate the two between basketball and football. There was a time when Jordan was about to retire and people were like, well, what's going to happen to the league? Is the league going to fall apart? But there was a next level of stars that was the KGs and the Kobe's that came right behind him. And those were the guys that kept the league going and lifted the league up. And then you had the LeBrons and the Carmelos and the D-Ways that come after that. And so there's a cycle effect. And so there was, from a, in the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't a big fall off in, with your star players. You know, like Ken said, right now, we're, we're probably looking at a really nice transition as far as star players go. When you get guys like Brady and Manning and those guys leave, and then you're not really sure what to make, if you're just a casual fan, you know, not what to, sure what to make of, you know, a guy like Kaepernick or a guy like Cam or, you know, Derek Carr, people like that, you know, you may or may not watch a game. It just may not happen. Oh, I for, forgot to mention um, that what the NFL is, they're blaming the decline in ratings on the NFL, I mean, the election, which has been boring. <laughs> terrible this year. Anyway. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And and I think they're, I think they said this happened um, – I think they said this happens every time there is an election year that the ratings uh, tend to take a dip. Um, but anyway, yeah, I wanted to, I needed to mention that just to get that on record. But yo, know, when you said something about the 10 quarterbacks, right? Um, and I just want to throw mm-hmm. this out here. I, I, I had to go look it up, man. So I went to Pro Football Focus um, and I pulled up the 10 quarterbacks they have listed, right? <laughs> I, I think you're right, man. I think we have six. And I'll list them all yeah. quick. I'll put it to you this way. The 10th quarterback on the list is Andy Dalton. So let me – and who knows who Andy Dalton is, right? So let's go <laughs> – Hey, is Flacco on the list? No. He's on the list, but they did all 32, but he's not in the top 10. So they have Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> of course, Brady, Big Ben, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. Carson Palmer is ranked sixth, but nobody really knows him, right? Uh, Drew Brees, people know Drew Brees. Uh, then you get into uh, people know Andrew Luck is ninth, but above him is Matt Ryan. So I think people know Andrew Luck. Very few people outside of Atlanta pro- uh, and diehard fans really know who Matt Ryan is. Then all of a sudden you have then it's everybody else, man. And you have the people know Romo, but he's hurt. Right. You have Philip Rivers. Nobody really know him like that anymore. Uh, Jameis is a little bit popular, but. You know, his hit or miss with him because he hasn't really right. started him yet. And then, you know, of course, Eli's still playing. But so, so yeah. Hit, hit or miss with Eli. Eli's on the downside, yeah. Yeah, so there's a point. Like, where are the quarterback stars in the league, the name brands that we know? They they keep knocking Robert Griffin out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting when you said that, so I decided to look it up, man, so. 
Uh, Flacco, by the way, AJ is 25th on the list, and I think that's too. I think that's way too high. Way too high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it's 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 gonna be interesting, man. I mean, we'll see how the ratings come out, man. If they and, and keep in mind too that it's still early. It's still early, so it's not. We're only what five weeks in. Um, let's throw it around the NFL real quick, man. Uh, elephant in the room. Uh, we already talked about one quarterback being back. Uh, Tom Brady's back, man. Um, FIFO is the NFL in trouble. FIFO. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, of okay. course, man. Look, man. That that that's like. Look, we talking about one of the all time great. That's like saying. You know, somebody talking smack about MJ. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody talks smack about MJ. MJ had to miss about four or five games. What you think what what you think MJ about to do to everybody? You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. It doesn't matter the defense. And we saw it. We saw it, man. Gronkowski came out there looking like he was never hurt. It looked like he was just waiting for Tom Brady to come back. You know, like like look, man, th- this guy and, and Tom Brady's proven. Look, it's about me. It's not about these wide receivers. It's not about this defense. Yeah, I need help. Giselle Bunchen even knows that he can't throw. He can't throw it to himself. He needs some help out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. me, you could put a whole bunch of like another. What is that? Twenty-one no names around this guy, and he could take you to the Super Bowl. He could do that. He could, he could have guys playing offense and defense in the NFL, and he could take you to the Super Bowl. That is Tom. Man, hell yeah, everybody's in trouble. Hell yeah, because the greats know how to take something, whether it's just or unjust, if it's against you, and then their mind, they can turn it around and make it against that defense that they're playing against, and they're going to take it out on you, and, and, and you are going to be the poster for everything, for all of my transgressions. And guess what? I'm going to take it out today in the best way possible. And that is Tom Brady. So I have I have I have no doubt that the, the rest of the NFL, especially that AFC East, is in trouble. That I, look man, how many how many losses they got right now? One? They might lose maybe two or two or three more the rest of the season. Okay. Okay. All right. Well you heard it here from FIFO. Uh Ken, what about man. you, man? Yeah, you know, I um I don't know if I want to it seems like they're in trouble um, because I, I think people's anal- uh, analogy of using MJ as an example, right, is is on point. Like you would think that when MJ comes back and people talk mess, he's gonna he's gonna show them um, show them what the business is, right? But I think last year we got caught up in that narrative of Deflate Gate and. Brady's going to go through it, and they wrecked the league, and then they didn't win the Super Bowl. They got put out by Denver, who eventually won the Super Bowl. I think that it's a great story if that happens and they ultimately end up winning the Super Bowl, then, you know, we'll obviously know why. Um, they came out with the furry, but I think we do have to take the, uh, the level of the comp- of competition into effect. Um, it was a good mm-hmm. tune-up game for them. Um, but we have to see. I mean, and injuries can happen. It may, they may, if they lose, it may not be Brady's fault. We saw the offensive line got destroyed last year, and the defense injuries can happen. So, but I, I gotta admit, I, I'm slightly also with people because it's just the competitor and knowing what we've heard about Brady. It's like 
you would expect him to come out and just just destroy everybody because he's on record as having done this before mm-hmm. with um in 2007 even though they didn't win it all so it's in him to do this um and he may put up the numbers and they may beat teams by 50 points all year long and may not win the Super Bowl and I guess if you look at it that way that is destroying the league so I think if you look at him like they're just gonna come out and just beat people yeah you're probably right but if you look at it like yeah they're gonna come out and destroy everybody and win the Super Bowl that is a completely different scenario what, what, what? But, um, one thousand percent agree, Ken. No, yeah. and, and and that's how I, I I took the question. I took the question as regular okay. season. I'm not I'm not taking the question all the way to the Super Bowl. Gotcha. I'm not doing okay. that. Okay, gotcha. You know, gotcha. I, gotcha. Did yeah. I pick the Patriots? No, I didn't even pick the Patriots coming out no, the AFC. So so I, I didn't. I pick, I picked the Steelers. So I, I'm not I'm not I don't I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I ain't say all that now. But <laughs> definitely the rest of the, the regular <laughs> season now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it looks like it. And um, I guess the last thing I'll say is this. It was weird. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, having Brady back, knowing that Brady's been gone and just seeing him put up numbers, like, for a minute, I got caught up. I was like, oh, man, Brady's back, man. Go get him, Brady. And I realized I was here for him. <laughs> Tom Brady. So, I didn't, you know, I have to. Right. Never, never. Yeah, I got caught up, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt he deserved to be punished and that, you know, he – I'm not going to get into all that. Yeah, he's back, man. I think he's going to be problematic for a lot of teams. What about you, B? Uh, Brady's back, man. Is the NFL in trouble? Um, It's still – it's just one game, and it was against the WAC Cleveland Browns. Um, let's, yeah. Let's see when he go up some against some more stiffer competition. I mean, but he looked good. He looked, he, he looked real rested. <laughs> You know, coming being off for four weeks, coming back and just lighting the Browns on fire. I saw this coming. Anyone saw this coming. It was the freaking Browns. So, um, if he keep his play up, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be in the contention for MVP if he keeps playing at this level. Because, I mean, no QB right now is playing even after one after his first week back, his first game back. No QB is playing at Tom Brady's level right now, right. which is crazy. So, um, you know, yeah, I think I think. I think the league can be in trouble, but let's hold off and let's see let let let's see him go against some better competition than the Cleveland Browns. Let's not let's not use the Cleveland Browns as a a total stick <laughs> of is Brady back. You know, so let's see him go and get some tougher defenses and whatever. I don't, I don't even know what's the Patriots schedule to be honest with you. But B, we not we not using the Browns as the measuring stick. If you hear what me and Ken are saying, we're measuring Brady against Brady based off of what Brady's history in the league. It, it, it's not it's not a Browns. Forget the Browns. You cannot measure the Browns against anything. You I mean, the season though. It's just like this is the first game of the season of his season. This is the first game of his season. So. Right. But, here, here, but, but you, you know what it is too, FIFO. I think, it, and it, I, I agree with B. I think, I think I, I understand where you and Ken are coming from. I think the thing is, is that nationally, like people were talking like Brady was just like the second coming, you know, and it was. And my but thing was like, okay, arguably this, this, the this, greatest this, quarterback to ever play, though. Like, 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 is he not in that discussion? He's in that discussion. So, 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 uh, so, 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 this is this isn't brand new. Like, 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 wh- wh- how y- where y'all coming from on this? Right. I think y'all, 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 a little off. Y'all, a little off. Tom Brady, first ballot Hall of Famer. Tom Brady. Oh, question. Exactly. So, 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 what are you talking about playing against tougher defenses in this? 
Are, Tom Brady, that guy? Well, I, I guess the thing is, and I agree with B, where I think Broncos lit his ass up. Uh, I don't, and it's, it's not to say that he could. What, what he did this past weekend to most teams in the NFL, I think the thing is, is I would have liked to have seen it done against another team. And that's not to say that he can't or won't do it, but not necessarily you and Ken, but like when I heard, when I turned on ESPN and Fox, I mean, like they were talking like he had just won the Super Bowl or something. And I mean, if he came back and put up 400 yards against the Broncos, then, or the Steelers, or, you know, somebody, or Carolina, or, you know, I don't know, uh, Seattle, I'd be like, okay, you know, he, this is crazy. Give him the trophy. You know, but the Browns, and this, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm hating, even though I am a little bit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Let me see. Let me see a little bit more before I look. It was a lot of hype because the NFL, like, the. I'm what surprised this, you bought into it, Ken. I'm surprised. Look, I had to check myself. I, I admitted I had to check. Myself. <laughs> Plus, I had him on some fantasy football team, so I, you know, I was really excited to get him back. That was really the only reason. But look, him taking that suspension was great because week five, it built a story for the NFL to sell. Right. Oh, no question. No question. Not like they intentionally tried to Bruh, do that. I had to, I had to change the channel. It was just too much Brady jock riding on Sunday it's morning. It's always that way, though. I know. But, it was, but kid, it was, I mean, like, I was watching the NFL Network, and there was, like, three back-to-back segments on Tom Brady. I'm like, dude, get over it for a second. Okay, I mean, I'm hating. <laughs> it's, like, it's like FIFO said, though. You're talking about, uh, like, the NFL, NFL fans and people outside of Boston, they they don't even count because they're gonna that's their home t- that's their guy, right? Their team. Right, right, right. People outside of Boston, they love this guy. So, you know, for them, yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot of hate like that, a lot of hype. You know, because to many he is like first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's without question. Um just off yeah, no question. pedigree or whatever, but people are saying like he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, he went one more Super Bowl ring. He's going to supplant Joe Montana on a lot of people's list. I don't think – I don't think – I don't think him winning another ring puts him over Joe. Joe never – I mean, you got to keep in mind, like, Brady's – every Super Bowl that Joe Montana was in, his team blew him out. Like, I think the biggest victory Brady's had has been, like, a four-point win. The other three were three-point wins. So, I feel you. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying that a lot of people will say that. Oh, no question. No question. You know what I'm Joe saying? Never I, lost, I, I, Joe I, never I, lost. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with what you said. I'm there with you because all of those wins could have went the other way. And he didn't make the – he got them in position, but it was the kicker that actually won the game. Right. But whatever. I mean, we, we, we kind of get yeah, off topic. I, it's, but. It's, just, it's me hating. That's all. <laughs> hey, hey on, my brother. Hey on. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go back around the NFL, man. Let's start right here in our hometown where, where we broadcast from, where we live. Um, 4-1, man, the hometown Atlanta Falcons. I got to ask FIFO first, man, because I know he always – I know what he's been saying for the last three or four years we've been doing this. FIFO, do you believe in the Falcons? Don't trust no Georgia team. <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> Ask the Bulldogs. Don't trust Nan Nutter uh-huh. Georgia team. Even though, look, here's the thing though. 
I think these Hawks are more – I mean, Hawks. These Falcons are more – Don't start with the Hawks, man. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. We can talk about the Hawks. I'll parlay that into the Hawks a little bit. Hold on. <sighs> Look, the <sighs> Falcons are better than the Falcons of last year. And I don't think we're going to see the seismic demise that they had last year. Well, they started off 5-0, and 6-0, some, something like that. 5-0 and last year, yeah. And and then what, what what did we wind up eight eight and what eight and eight eight, eight and eight yep eight and eight golly With lemon booty that is crazy that is crazy so I, I think we're a better team than that um, it looks like Julio and Matt Ryan are on the same exact page in the same exact book at the same exact time um, and that O line is better. That defense has a lot of young guys. Schematically, they improved last year. This year, they got a couple of their guys. I don't think that anybody's a true star, but I think that he has a lot of nope. solid guys. Um, so, so we're taking steps forward. Therefore, we are better than last year. Therefore, I think the Hawks make the oh, – I keep saying the Hawks. The Falcons make the playoffs. <laughs> the Falcons make the playoffs, but they're probably going to be one and done. Probably going to be one and done. But hopefully for Matt Ryan's sake – he could win at least one. At least win one going into the new stadium, man. You can't, you can't go over because then we ain't got nothing to look forward to. So he got to win one. But going to the Hawks real quick, I thought they were going to be really bad. I watched them play last night. I, I think they're going to be real bad. They're going to be better than expected. They, they are. They're, they're going to okay. be better than expected. I take your word for it, man. I, you know, I, tr- I trust your word. I, and I've been meaning to add – well, I mean, we'll talk more about this off air, mm-hmm. but I, I'm – not really excited about my Hawks this year. So, Ken, what about you, man? Uh, the Falcons. Are you a believer in the Falcons? Man, ever since FIFO said never trust the Georgia team, man, and, and <laughs> it seems like every every year it comes true, man. I, I it's in the back of my mind. Like that's the first thing I say, and I I tell everybody that now. You know, when I'm talking to people, you know, in, in the family. Um, I'll say this. Yeah, they did start off 5-0 yesterday. And we, last year, we know what happened. So, no, nah, we can't buy into the hype. Um, the Broncos started the rookie quarterback. Um, they look more comfortable than they did last year. They look way more confident than they did last year. Um, they look like they believe in themselves um, as opposed to last year that I can remember. Last year, I think they were just trying to hold on for wins. You know, this year it was mm-hmm. like they're going for the wins and they're trying to put you away. You know, and even when the games get tight, they look like they believe they're going to win the game. So that says a lot to me. Um, that means the coach is definitely instilling some, uh, his philosophy, his culture, some of the things that he brought over from Seattle to that organization. Um, they're making big plays. They're flying all over the field, man. And they're out there to beat teams down and, and to win the games. And what I like about them is that they're not as one-dimensional as they were last year. Last year was Julio Jones or bust. And remember, on this very show, I was like, can you at least throw to Roddy White sometimes? I understand he got his issue. <laughs> you know, so they got Snoo, who had some success in, in Cincinnati when A.J. Green was hurt. Um, but more importantly, man, they got Jacob Tammy, who's okay as a tight end, pass-catching tight end. Uh, but Jake and Tammy, man, you got those long arms, bro. Like when you're on the, the goal line like that and you turn around, you got to you gotta stick that ball out, man, across the plane. I know you're trying to protect the ball, and that's good, and you guys eventually scored, which, you know, I got a touchdown for Freeman for it, but 
I'm looking at just the game itself, the game of football. If you're on a goal line like that and you turn around, stick your arm out, man. Just cross the plane. But anyway, uh, awareness. Have some awareness on the field. But they have Tammy. But what I like most of all is that they'll, they'll definitely throw to, to Sanu and then they'll try to destroy you with Julio. It's the way they're using the running backs. The way right. they're using uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman at the same time. Because Tevin can obviously run it, but the way they use him as a receiver is is incredible, man. And that adds an extra dynamic to that whole team. Because the guy's obvious, obviously an elite talent that was hurt last year. And instead of going with this running back by committee thing that seems to have captured the NFL by storm, they're actually using their guys back in, in different situations. Granted, Tevin Coleman can catch the ball, and that helps. But they can do the same thing in Cincinnati. They can put Geo out uh, as a receiver or a slot receiver. They do the same thing in, in Pittsburgh where they'll they'll have uh, Le'Veon Bell go out as a receiver. And I right. think you may start to see this trend uh, uh, continue with more and more teams doing this. When you get those pass-catching running backs and you start to use them as receivers, especially if you don't have – a third option. Uh, so um, I think that that has added an extra element to uh, their offense, and that's why they look so explosive. Go back to what B said, man. We're a quarter of the way through the season. They're going to get tape, and when they get tape, we'll see what happens and if they can continue that, and I'll just leave it at that. What about you, B? Uh, the Falcons, man. Are you are you believing in what you're seeing uh, with the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, no, I'm 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 with I'm I'm like FIFO, man. Never trust these Georgia teams. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if people said this, but didn't last year there wasn't they like six and two or seven and two, and they still yeah. missed the playoffs. Yeah. Then they go like two. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. So I mean. People, was, we, we were singing the same narrative last year. Oh, are the Falcons for real? They start in the first quarter and a half of the season off really nice. They six and one, six and two. Here, here it is. They, they finally gonna get it turned around. No, now if they still playing at this level come Thanksgiving, going into December, then we can have that. Then, then I can be like, okay, these guys might be for real. But even if so, even if they go to Seattle and win Seattle, it's just like a you know. There they go. They teasing it. They got that. They got that piece of. They got that. Uh, what's that shit you was eating the other day? Uh, people, that red lobster, that that butter, that butter bay biscuits. They got that. <laughs> they tease you, and then they, then they, then they gonna put snatch it away. And you ain't gonna be able to eat it. So, no man, I'm like FIFA man. Stay away from them Georgia squads, man. You can't never trust them. They always gonna let you down the end. Yeah, I, I wanna as, as being the, the lone uh, fan of that team. Um, I'll say this much. I won't, as far as believing, I, I think Ken made some great points. I think the way that the Falcons are using their running backs is is very, very smart. Um, anybody that has watched us over the last few years know that I'm very critical of Matthew Ed Ryan. And, um, you know, my man AJ, shout out to AJ in the chat room. He's always talking about how Matt Ryan should be MVP. I'm not giving Matt Ryan nothing until he proves <laughs> it when it counts. Um the Falcons, you know, they're off to a good start. 
Uh, but I would caution as far as saying stuff like they're going to go all the way or go to the playoffs because the back half of their schedule, I mean, like the Falcons literally, and you can look it up on NFL.com, they have the toughest schedule. Um, considering a team that went 8-8, eight and eight, they have the toughest schedule of all NFL teams. Um, and the back half of their schedule is brutal. And they still have to go, to, go back to Tampa, uh, who beat them week one, and they have to play at Carolina. I mean, Carolina looks booty, but you just never know. Um, the NF- NFC South is still up for grabs. Um, so do I believe? Yeah, to some degree, but it's, it's with caution. I, I, to be honest with everybody, and we've talked about this before on this show, I think you really don't know what you have and who you are until about week eight. You know, so if you see a team that's two and six at week eight, then you probably suck. You know, if you're four and four, then you're average. If you're six and two, then you, you know, you may make the playoffs. Because um, really in the NFC, 10 wins will probably get you with, 10 wins will probably win your division. 11 wins will definitely give you, you know, some momentum. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it happens. I mean, so to answer the question, I, I believe to some degree, but I'm not about to, you know, purchase no Super Bowl tickets or anything like that. I mean, we got there's a lot of football left to be played way through the season. Anything can happen, but the Falcons do look good. I'll say that much. Um, a little sad news to pass along, man. Um, uh, as another great moves on and retires, man. David Ortiz, a.k.a. Big Poppy, uh, last night in Boston played his final game as the Boston Red Sox were swept. Um so, man, he's calling it a career, man, and arguably uh, one of the greatest players of his era. Not only is he great, was he great throughout his career, but if you look at his numbers, his on-base he's leading the, the uh, Major League Baseball in on-base percentage right now. Um, and some people would say that he's going out when he really probably could play another two or three more years. Um, v, what's your thoughts on uh, Big Poppy and, and his retirement? Um, yeah, I remember seeing a stat. I should have put it up, too, um, that – out of the players that always have their final season, he's having like one of his. He's like statistically, he's having like one of the best seasons for a guy that's on his last, you know, his last season. You know, and I, and I, they had a list of like all the greats when they had their last season numbers, and then he mm-hmm. was like pretty damn good for this season. Like David Ortiz was still putting up great numbers, like you said, and then people was like, "Well, man, he, he's still like playing like he still got about a good three, three or four seasons left in him." But um, yeah, I think he'll probably go down as probably as far as the Red Sox organization. He might go down. He's definitely gonna be like top five, probably greatest mm-hmm. Red Sox ever. I, I think Ted Williams is still the number one, the greatest Red Sox to like ever to, to suit up in Red Sox uniform. Um, yeah, I think Derrick is gonna definitely be. Yeah, he's one of the best players in this in his era. But um, I think just going down in history, I think he, like I say, he's gonna be top five uh, Boston Red Sox player like ever. So yeah, I. I Hey, you know, all these greats are leaving, man. You know, all of them. They all leave. Yeah, man. Kobe, Duncan, all these legends, even legends that's passed away. Kevin Garnett. All these legends. I mean, we're just losing a lot of legends, man, this this year in 2016, man. It's, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, just another another guy. Another When Derek Jeter left, he was like an end of an era. Another Derek, David Ortiz, another end of, uh, of an era, man. So it's just like we just seeing them go away. Now, it's just like. Who are the new guys? I always say that. Right. Whenever guys retire or something, it's like, who is the next? Who's who? Who are the next faces of you know this particular sport? Whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, NBA, football, whatever. Like, who are the next guys that's gonna lead the charge? 
that you know, 15 years from now, we're gonna say, "Well, this is this is a legend that's leaving as well." So, yeah, you know, it's it's. I ain't gonna say unfortunate. You know, it's sometimes father time. You know, or sometimes yeah. if he if he feel like he's not really committed to playing that much anymore, or committed the whole season, then you know, at this point, retire. Even though he did look good playing the season, it's like he still have some seasons to play. But you know, at this point. Just, just go ahead and hang it up, buddy. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna go down as one of the greatest Red Sox to ever to ever play. So, and and that's that's a good thing because we know the the, uh, the story, the history behind Red Sox baseball. So, you know, hey, definitely, hats definitely. Off, hats off. What about you, Ken? Man, Big Poppy, man, he's a uh, he's one of my favorite baseball players. I mean, we're talking about a guy, um, ten times All Star. Uh, three World Series, a World Series MVP in 2013, um, six-time Silver Slug Award winner, seven-time Edgar Martinez Award winner, uh, AL Home Run leader in 2006, three-time AL RBI leader. Like, the dude's resume is for real. But more importantly, he brought a World Series to the Boston Red Sox. And we know mm-hmm. the curse that they had. And he made watching baseball fun for me because this guy, to me, is up there with Derek Jeter in terms of being clutch. If Big Poppy is at the plate and you need a big home run or RBI or whatever, man – there was a point in his career where he was always delivering, always. And the funny thing about his career is this. You couldn't project that this was going to happen because I remember when he was playing with the Minnesota Twins, and yep. he really wasn't all that that good. Like, he, he stayed hurt a lot, and, and he was just okay. And it got to the point, man, where the Twins, they actually released him. And nobody knew, I know I didn't, because I remember when he signed with the Boston Red Sox, I was like, why, why, why is he signing there? What are you going to do there? And the only thing he did was go and bring three World Series to Boston. <laughs> and, and, and it was, I think, uh, Pedro Martinez was was on that squad, man. Kurt Schilling. Um, man, yo, like, man, Dave Roberts. Like, man, like, that – they were fun to watch. Manny Ramirez, like they they were really, really fun to watch. And he was exciting and fun to watch. And he he made the game fun. And um and he signed, let me look this up. He signed with the Boston Red Sox in 2003. They won the World Series the next year in 2004. Mm-hmm. Yep. After 86 years. And how was that? I know you know, man, and I'm not really trying to bring up like oh, shit. sore memories, man, you know. <laughs> but was that the year they, they came back from a 3 0 deficit to win? Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. That was one of the <laughs> best. He hate that. He hate to bring that up. He hate you brought that up. Oh, man. I know, but that's one of the best moments. That was crazy. Best series. And in, in, in sports history, because I hated the Yankees. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how much I hated the Yankees. And that's part of the reason why I became a, a, a Red Sox fan. Um, 
is because I was a big fan of Pedro Martinez and I like Manny Ramirez too. And um, of course, I grew to grew to really love uh, um, Big Poppy. But when they were down three nothing to the Yankees and they came all the way back to win, what did they call? I think what did he call them? Uh, the idiots or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the best moments, man. I, I'll never forget. I was I was in my apartment, man, um, in, in, in in Stone Mountain. And when they came back and won that last game and took that series, I was running around like I in my apartment like I was from Boston. <laughs> I was that excited. Because for one, we got a chance to see history. And two, we got a chance to see them make history against the Haiti Yankees. Against a rivalry at that. So there was so right. many store so so many storylines packed into that that one series um that just it, it, it just it just gave a high man for for those of us that were not Yankee fans. But um I didn't know that B that he was having one of the best years for a guy that was gonna retire. Yeah. I had no idea. His 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 numbers are through the yeah, roof right but now. He he still can get it done, man. And I like that he's going out like this. Like he's not going out like like Jeter. Because I think Jeter Jeter kind of struggled a little bit. Hey, or, hey, 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 hey. Or uh or Alex Rodriguez, man. But Big Poppy was the truth, man. Big Poppy was the truth. And I had fun watching him play um, throughout his career. Um, is FIFO there or did he step off? Um, yeah. Okay. FIFO, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on, uh, on Big Poppy? I don't know why I couldn't see you. I, I think something wrong with my internet, man. But as long as y'all can hear me. But um, <clears throat> Ken took exactly what I was going to say. And I did everything that Ken said. But um, how – and, you know, I'm not a big baseball fan, so I didn't know he played for the Minnesota Twins. I know Big Poppy from the Boston Red Sox. You know what I'm saying? Pedro Martinez, Kurt Schilling. Um, and, and, and what I remember from Big Poppy was just how clutch he was. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's what makes you a legend. And that's what he has become. You know, he, he's not just the, you know, just another baseball player. No, this guy is a legend, you know, and to do it from humble beginnings, you know, like he wasn't necessarily, you know, touted to be this guy, like Ken said, and he worked his way to be that and to, and, and, and to be pretty the face of the franchise. You know, this mm-hmm. guy, you know, he, he's retired for health reasons. He says his back is super bad. He can barely yep. stand up. Um, and, and, and you have to feel for him, but you also have to understand the type of competitor that he is to be. How, how old is he? He's in his late 30s, right? Uh, I think he's 38. You know what I'm saying? To be in your late 30s, obviously playing baseball your whole life. And, you know, baseball, when you play so much baseball, it actually puts – like your spinal cord is no longer straight because you're mm-hmm. putting so much twisting force in one way for so long. So for him to still be able to compete and produce at this age and the level of hurt that he must be in, that just speaks to the type of legend that Big Poppy is, man. And I think he'll be missed. Like B said, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to lose legends, but that's why you have to embrace the young talent that comes in. That's why you need to be a fan of the game and of players and see what players are and what they can be 
so so you get that experience. You know what I'm saying? So 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 don't be so quick to you know mourn the guys that are leaving and shun the guys that are coming in. Acknowledge right. the new guys too and embrace them because in all in all sports there's a whole bunch of young and up and coming players because a lot of the people that we know that we grew up with, you know, in our lifetime, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks. So, um, I, so I, I had to look it up. I'm sorry, Kyle, but his go ahead. He started to build his resume in in that series against the Yankees when they came back because he hit that. Um, that game winning two two run home run, um, in game four, and mm-hmm. in, in the twelfth inning, and I think throughout that whole series, man, he was he was clutch, man. He, he just kept delivering, man. Um, but yeah, I, man, I'm just looking at this, man. I need to find those games and watch because I'll never forget how intense it was when this game went when that game went in the double ends. But anyway, I'm I'm sitting here reminiscing. This man is just uh, <laughs> determined to make me feel bad tonight. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to say this about, as many of you know, some of you watching, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Um, I, I, that I did admit on Twitter, I actually like Big Pop. I mean, like, and I don't like, I don't like nobody in Boston. I don't like nothing out of Boston. I don't like the Red Sox. I hate the Red Sox. Um, I, as a fan of baseball, I don't, you know, I, it's, 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 he, he will be missed. He will be missed. I, I miss, I will miss watching him play. I actually kind of like where I was with Kobe, where I just, in the latter years, I enjoyed watching Kobe play, regardless of the fact that I hate the Lakers. Um but I mean, my hate for the Lakers ain't like my hate for the for the Red Sox. I hate Boston. But this dude, he was everything, man. And so, and like you said, the, the key word. Oh, something happened. Um, <laughs> the key word is clutch, man. Big Poppy was clutch, and a lot of those clutch moments he had, unfortunately, against my Yankees. Um, you know, so he would definitely be missed. I think one of the things that I loved about him was very, very proud Dominican. Um. And I think one of the things that w- really stood out to me about Big Poppy was when he came to Major League Baseball, that was when there was a huge influx of guys coming from the Caribbean and the Dominican. And, you know, a lot of them couldn't speak the language. And, but he wanted to be embraced and be loved, but he also wanted to be respected. And I think he had that. And I think he commanded that. So, you know, a lot of times people, you know, at that particular time, they were kind of looking down on Latin players. Like Ken said, when he was, I remember with the, with the uh, Timberwolves, I mean, not Timberwolves, with the um, Twins, um, you know, people didn't think he was going to make it. And so to see him come from that to the, the player that he is, definitely salute him. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to miss seeing him play. I'm not going to miss seeing him do what he did to my Yankees. Um, but as far as, as far as the Red Sox, F the Red Sox as a crew, as an organization, and as a staff, and as a label. And if you're down with the Red Sox, F you too. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Let's move on to basketball. Um, Hey, uh, Ken, your boy's in the news. D-Wade had some choice words about his best friend, uh, LeBron James. Uh, D-Wade said, quote, 
LeBron could never be as great as Jordan. Um, he, he went on to say that he could, you know, possibly tie Jordan, but he said he never could be as great as Jordan. Is that just Wade being a Jordan fan or and low-key hating on LeBron, or is he being honest? I think that's Wade. That's Chicago native Wade talking. That's Wade playing for the Chicago Bulls talking. Um, you know, getting acquainted with the fans of Chicago, letting him know uh, where his loyalties lie. Um, okay. Man, we all know that that statement – is fact. Um, it'll take somebody that are coming to the the NBA that'll probably have to go seven and zero for them to surpass Jordan. I think they will definitely. There can definitely be an argument made when you look at some LeBron's accomplishments when his career is done, and some of the things that he's managed to do, um, mm-hmm. and. I really don't have a lot of the information with me right now. I'm sure it can be found. I've heard it. Uh, some of you guys that follow this stuff know. Is that me? No, that's me, man. It's <laughs> my phone. I'm sorry. My bad. No, no, you good. You good. Um, yeah, He's working ESPN on the low. Yeah, because there, there have been times <laughs> where I've grappled with, if I've removed the fact that he went undefeated in the, in the NBA playoffs and just look at their careers – you know, playoff appearances, um, uh, records, uh, underdog. Like, you can really lay out a case for LeBron James, especially if he finished with more titles. But I think the the myth of Jordan will always supersede any argument that somebody can make on LeBron's behalf because all people will know and all people will see are six and oh. All people would know mm-hmm. is to push off on on, on Byron Russell or the game winner. <laughs> or the shot over uh, in, in Cleveland, the free throw line shot, you know, uh, over Elo. <sighs> people will never forget those things. And because of that, he'll he'll nobody will ever be able to beat him. Nobody will ever be able to beat him. So I think because the myth of Jordan is so strong that I, right now that's a fact. Now, I do want to go back to what I said when I opened. I think it was just Wade also playing to the crowd, playing to the home crowd, and being from Chicago himself, and being one of the guys, the only guys, to ever really channel channel Jordan and win a championship by himself in 2006. You know, to the point where LeBron had to come to Miami to get his first ring. Because <laughs> he didn't know how to do it by himself. So he had to go learn from the OG. So, you know, um, you know, and, and I think that's what it is. So, um, yeah, man, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, we're we going to go to people last. <laughs> B, what's your take on that, man? Is, is is he being honest or is he is he low-key hating on LeBron? No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's coming from an honest place. I mean... Jesus Christ. I, I, I can't believe they even made news just because Dwayne gave his opinion about what he thinks. You know, his BFF was better than Jordan or, or going to surpass Jordan as far as legacy. No, I, I think just from a just from basketball marketing standpoint, all that, no, he's not going to surpass Jordan. Um, 
you know, Jordan is just like another stratosphere type of player. So yeah, I think I think Dwayne Wade was just being honest, being uh, being a fan of basketball, just like all of us is and are. And and you know, I just think that just came from an honest place. I don't think he was hating or anything like that. I do think when it when it comes down to it, once you name top players, I'm pretty sure Dwayne Wade is gonna put LeBron in that Mount Rushmore top five category of players. Right. You know, unless he put himself first, which Dwayne Wade probably can do something like that, but. Yeah, I think it was just coming from an honest place, man. That's, that's all. You know what, man? I, here's my take on it. I, I question, and I don't question Dwayne Wade's sincerity. I ask myself, and I do this from time to time, I ask myself, like, would he have said this three, four years ago when they were together in Miami? I don't know if he would necessarily would have made that comment and I don't think he was hating on LeBron. I think, like like Ken said, I think it had something to do with him being in Chicago and the lore of Jordan and him growing up watching Jordan and being a fan. I just don't know that Dwayne Wade would have made those comments if he were still playing. And, and it does not cast any aspirations on, uh, any aspersions on the relationship and friendship that he has with LeBron. I just don't know that he would have made these comments three, four years ago. When they were winning titles, would have said that. I think he would have said he might. He may have come out and said LeBron could be better than Jordan, or is he may even said LeBron is better than Jordan. Um. So yeah, I I, I just maybe he got caught. I, I would have had to have heard it, you know, live or whatever. Maybe he got caught up in the moment, but I think what it all come and we'll we'll talk about this more obviously as the NBA season goes on. But I think it always comes back to rings, and I mean that's not necessarily fair to. LeBron, but it's gonna. That's how he's gonna be measured, and I think that's how any player is gonna be measured. And I don't know, man. What what happens if LeBron goes to twelve finals and he wins five? Mm. You know, I mean, there's there's something to be said for going to twelve finals. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there's a segment of society will say, well, you went to twelve finals. That means you lost seven of them. <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So the fact that you got there is impressive enough. I think people take away from that sometimes too. Like, but you know what, B? I, I don't, and that's where I think people don't necessarily. We talked about it and done shows on it. I don't. I think that's where I think. I really think that's where I think people don't really understand or appreciate what LeBron does. And that's tough. And I don't know that they'll, they'll necessarily appreciate LeBron in that aspect until he's gone. I mean, if you just look at some of the numbers, and we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll get into more of it when basketball season starts. But if you look at the numbers that LeBron puts up on a night-to-night basis, if he puts up 27, 8, and 8, do you realize, I mean, you don't have to be a basketball player to understand how difficult that is yeah. to average that a night. That's, I mean, that's, nobody does that. 27, 8, and 8, that's damn near impossible to do and average that. And then he makes it look so easy and effortless. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just I, I think you can make it like Ken said. I think and of course we'll know when it's all said and done. And I'm I mean you don't full disclosure, I'm a huge Jordan fan. So but I think you could make a case if LeBron won, you know, two more rings, and let's say he got to, you know, three or four more finals, and for whatever reason he didn't win, I mean, twelve finals against I mean, okay, so let's let's use that scenario. If he gets to 12 finals and he wins five. He would have doubled the finals that Jordan went to. Yep. Doesn't that count for something? That's yeah, all I'm saying. Crazy. To me, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And the difficulty of winning 
titles. I think his has been a little bit tougher than Jordan, but, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we'll, we'll definitely explore that, especially as the season goes. I, I, I went before FIFO because I wanted him to go last. FIFO, man, what's your take on that, man? Okay, so we got a myriad of topics to, 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 to address here. Go ahead. We really do. Okay. <clears throat> First off, D-Wade's comments. Um, I 100% agree with Ken. You know, I think he's playing up to the fans. It's also the Chicago win in them. Um, but I also agree with you a little bit, Kyle. If he was back in Miami, of course, either you either say this exactly or you tell – you say that LeBron is greater or you just bypass and plead the fifth all the way around. But either way, the fact that LeBron is in the conversation with MJ, how many other players are really in that conversation with MJ, just just shows you how great LeBron is. Now, I've mm-hmm. always said it. The, the legend of Michael Jordan will never – I'm not going to say it's never going to be surpassed, but it has not been surpassed. You know, and it's going to right. take – an unblemished record when it counts most to be the most clutch to never let your team down to surpass MJ. And LeBron has a whole bunch of letdowns. Therefore, as much of a LeBron James guy as I am, it's going to be extremely difficult for LeBron with his current resume to surpass Michael Jordan. You know, and that's only because of LeBron. You know, but LeBron does have he has accomplished a lot of things that puts him in that same conversation. One being that he got to the finals before MJ got to the finals. Mm-hmm. And he took a way worse team to that finals. Hell yeah. And, 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 and to me, that loss, unfortunately, you, you can't erase stuff. It, it's history. It happened. It's documented. But that finals really should not count against LeBron James's career. LeBron was not ready. He was not ready. To go to the final. It's just that his talent level was that great. Okay? So let's give kudos and props to that. That's how great LeBron is. You know, I was watching um, Open Court uh, on NBA TV. At the beginning of the season, they have um, a NBA head coach one and a general manager's one. Typically, that show on NBA TV is centered around um, – NBA NBA uh, players have passed. So when they were talking about the current NBA players, Dwayne Casey and Doc Rivers both said, especially Doc Rivers, you know, he said back in the day, because he was coaching Orlando back then when, um, when LeBron went to the finals with Cleveland. And he said LeBron was so great back then, but he was just playing the game of basketball. He said when LeBron, when he was in Boston, and LeBron started – or when he went to Miami and they were playing against Boston and LeBron started barking out and knew every single play, Doc was like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh. Because look at how great LeBron was just off of talent alone, right? right. And then once he got the basketball knowledge, IQ, the, the, the studying of the game of every single team, once he became obsessed with the studying of basketball, look at where LeBron's game has gone. You know, so, so, so we've seen a maturation and evolution, but because he has those blemishes, because he has come up small and more than one or a few moments – that's what holds his legend status back from Jordan's. 
but that status is in the same stratosphere as Jordan. And that has not been done. Because to me, I don't put Kobe in that same stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? I think he could be mentioned, but 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 to truly put Kobe's resume on that level, to me, I can't do that. One MVP, yeah, he got five championships. LeBron got four championships now. You know what I'm saying? So so LeBron got three MVPs. You know, LeBron got three fi- uh four uh what is it, four final MVPs. LeBron got th- he mm-hmm. got three finals. Three finals MVPs? No, yeah, I mean three finals. Period. Three, yeah, three chips. I'm sorry, I keep saying four. Three, three. He got three. You know what I'm saying? So, look, man, I, I think when you look at what everything that LeBron has done, and he did it with less talent than Kobe had, who else can you put in 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 in, in, in that regard? I, I don't think that we're ever going to see a player accumulate the numbers that LeBron has ever done. LeBron James is the second best player that I've seen play behind Michael Jordan. Physically dominant, skillfully dominant, mentally and intellectually dominant. I I, I just, I, I have not seen that in all those facets. There are other guys that can be mentioned, yes, but come on, man. I, I, I'm just saying, man, LeBron, LeBron is that great. Hmm. No doubt. <clears throat> no doubt. Call Rod. Put Rod on the I, phone. I, I, I. <laughs> Get Rod on the phone. <laughs> hey, now that you talk about an argument. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Before we get out of here, man, before we jump to this one, got to go. Um, we I saw this. We tweeted it out yesterday, I think. Um, I, I thought it was crazy. That's why I tweeted it. Um, Uprocks, and I guess they, I guess they, Uprocks.com, I guess they were looking for clicks on their website. So, you know, we at Dead End Sports actually kind of helped them out a little bit. Um, they had this thing and it says, ranking the NBA players you want taking the game's last shot. So I'm going to read to you the, and they didn't even have any, any criteria. It just says, this is the list of the ballers who best fulfill the most cinematic dreams we have about this sport as far as making the final shot. Um, at number 10, they've got a guy by the name of Sam Jones. I know who Sam Jones is, but I've never seen Sam Jones play before my time. From the Celtics? Yeah. Okay. Sam Jones. Guy, guy who you want taking the last shot at. They've got Sam Jones at 10. At number 9, Ray Allen. Number eight. Who's number nine? Ray Allen. He's not in the NBA. This is all time? Yeah, all time. All time. Oh, okay. Um, number eight, Reggie Miller. Reggie should have been <laughs> Number seven, Larry Joseph Bird. What? Here's where I have a problem. Huge problem. Number six, Kobe Bean Bryant. No, Kobe, not even over Reggie. Nah. Number five, LeBron Tremont. Oh, hell no. Wow. There's no way I'm putting LeBron over Kobe. Number Uh, four. I would. For the final shot? Yeah. LeBron shoots a way higher percentage than Kobe in the final shot. 
I, I think I want Kobe. Um, number four, Irvin Magic Johnson. I don't really remember Magic hitting a lot of game winners, but okay. Um, number three, Robert Ory. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big shot, Bob. Yeah, he yeah. He didn't create his own shot, though. Doesn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter though. Uh, you didn't want him taking that shot though, Kyle. No, you did not want him taking that shot with under ten seconds left. Yeah. Number two, we we get a mulligan on number two because none of us saw him play. Well, Ken might have seen him play. Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Ken was there. Um, and of course, number one, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I think they were looking yeah. for clicks, man. I just this list is flawed to me. Yeah, it's extremely flawed. It's extremely yeah, why, why flawed. Is, why is Paul Pierce not on this list? Ooh, that's a good one, B. Ooh. He should have been over that dude, Sam Jones. about him? So on the dead end list, we're crossing out Sam Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Paul Pierce should be on that list. Yeah. I don't care, I don't care where he's ranked, um, he should be on this list. I agree. Is there anybody currently playing that we didn't that didn't make the list that you would probably Kyrie, Kyrie and, and Dame Lillard and Dame Lillard? I was just about to oh, say yeah. I was just about to yeah, say yeah. Dame Lillard. Yeah, know. especially if you go current. Especially if you go current, you definitely got to go Damian Lillard. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else from like this? His fourth quarter stats is even crazy. Yeah, he got, yeah, good, no. he got great fourth quarter stats. So yeah, he, I he does. Last he, shot. he he. he I, I want to say. It wasn't this last year, but the year before last, Dame Lillard led the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. So, yeah, I want that. that current players, Dame Lillard is definitely mm-hmm. my guy. I'm oh, Durant. What's wrong? No, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm sure. No. I'll, take, I'll take Dame Lillard over Durant for the last I put, shot. I put, I put Durant on the list. What? You can put him on the list. You can put him on the list, but I'm just saying I will put Dame Lillard higher than KD. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, but based on what, FIFO? Based on yo, Dame Lillard. When it come, look, man. To me, KD's let me down a lot from the free throw line, <laughs> from, from from making shots, making the right decision. Come on, man. This man just lost a three one lead, didn't he? Didn't he? I'm, man. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't a shot though. But Durant, but you had Durant, you though, bro, like. Durant was a killer, man. He still hey, is a killer. Of course. I think, I'm, and I'm not diminishing that, Ken. I'm not saying he's not. All I'm saying is I would take Dame Lillard right now over KD for the last shot. That's all I'm saying. I get based on what we've seen. Okay. Okay. Movies. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on there. I'm, taking I'm just putting Lillard over KD. Lillard. Lillard to me? Yeah. If it's two seconds left. Yeah, I take Lillard. Get that bad boy catch. And, yeah. and keep in mind, that that's another thing that they don't factor in on this list. They don't, you know, they, it just says the person that you want taking the last shot. Obviously, if you're down three, you know, you want Bird taking the final shot as opposed to, you know. LeBron. I don't know. Yeah, LeBron, right. So I thought it was interesting. I, again, I think we're looking for clicks because. This list is flawed. I mean, yeah. I mean, Reggie's at eight. Yeah, Reggie's way too low. That's what I'm about to say. Reggie should always be top five. You talking about last second shot? Reggie. Yeah, you do, I be mean, top you, five. you can make a case for Reggie being in the top. That and again, now they put Bill Russell on this list, and I'm I'm gonna read. Uh, they don't really. I mean, I don't remember Bill Russell making any game winning shots. 
MJ. He was clutch. I mean, he was go. Yeah, yeah MJ's number one. Yeah, I have to ask my dad, too. All right, so we got MJ, Larry Bird, and who's third? So you're saying Miller could get that third spot, FIFO? I said top five. Kyle said top three. I think I think Reggie's debatable for top three. Yeah, but I think comfortably he fits in the top five for me. If we if we take Bill Russell's old ass out of here, I think you can make a case for him. Okay, okay so, so let me let me let me read you what. Okay, Jordan's at one. They got Bill Russell at two. Ori's at three. Magic's at four. You, I, I could, I would be okay with moving Magic and putting Reggie at at, at three. Well, it would be three then. I think I would, Jordan and Ori. All right. So let me ask you all this then. Reggie Miller or Ray Allen? Reggie. Hmm. Reggie. I got to go with Reggie. Oh, man, that's tough. For me. It's because Reggie, it seemed like it seemed like Reggie was like made for those moments. Like Yes. His yes. Career, he was built off of you know, three seconds left, coming off a pick yes. or whatever, and knocking down that three, dude. Like he was built off that. Like that, his career was damn near built off of him hitting last second at the buzzer shots. Exactly. He's at that. Exactly. Yeah. Who yeah. who who will go mano y mano with Jordan and really upstage Jordan in a clutch moment mm-hmm. I, in his career? Name me one guy. The only guy was Reggie Nobody. Miller. The only guy was Reggie Miller. We, we, I'm not talking for an entire. And, and wouldn't I'm back down to Jordan at all either. At all, he man, he would be in Jordan's grill pushing on Jordan, dog. Like, there's not many guys that had enough balls or the skill to even to do that to MJ. Reg- you know, and what people what people forget too, people, is that when they had those battles, they were guarding each other. Exactly. 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 Reggie will give it to him. There's only been a select few players. I- I'll give you about five players that I saw that Jordan ain't really had no answer for. I don't care what nobody says. You could go sen- over-sensationalize the past. Oh, Jordan's per- No, he's not. He couldn't guard Allen Houston. Allen Houston used to give MJ work. Work. Mitch Richmond averaged over Dude. 22 points and against Mitch MJ. Richmond gave him a lot of people work. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Maxwell Davis. Ver- oh, Yo, that dude right he used to cook MJ. Because because Vernon, he he was very streaky, but he already knew. Yeah. You can't be yeah, streaky against MJ. I, he had to always come at MJ. That like those three right there, do and Reggie. Reggie was another one. They would go at MJ and they would score points. And it's like, yo, you can't guard me tonight, bro. I know I can't do nothing with you, but you sure ain't gonna do nothing with me tonight. And, and, and it used to be battles, man. That dude, Reggie, man, look, look in the East. Yeah, I, I, Reggie, in my top, he, he'd be my top three, man. You know, who we forgot, man. you know who we forgot? Hmm. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade should be on the list. <laughs> don't don't start, people. Of course. So you so what you saying is he should be top ten? Yes. Nah, bro. Because I put it to you like this: I'll take Dirk over D Wade. Ooh, Last I like second, Dirk. We forgot about I like Dirk. Dirk. We forgot about Dirk. We can, get, we can get Urban out of there. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, I'll definitely take Magic out of there for Dirk. Has that? Yeah. Yeah, get magic. Get magic about the paint, man. Magic, I'm taking magic off this list. We can get magic out of there, and who else? We we can take Sam Jones. Sam Jones, Sam Jones' ass out of here. Um, 
who else? Uh, no, Ray stays, yeah, Reggie stays, Larry stays. Um, but yeah, don't just you, yeah, yeah. All right, wait oh, a yeah, minute. Get Bill Russell. Yeah, that, that you know one one day we're we gonna come up with a definitive list. Look, no, look, look, look. I'll give you my top ten right now. We don't even gotta go, wait for one day. do <laughs> <laughs> Look, number one, hands down, not even close. On another stratosphere, Michael Jordan in the clutch. Number two, I didn't watch him play that much, but you know everything I saw. Look, just get his guy to Rocky. He's gonna win the game. Larry Bird. Number three, you give me Reggie Miller. Number four, who else is on that list? Give, give me some of those um, names back. Ray, uh, Bob Ory, mm-hmm. LeBron, mm-hmm. Kobe, mm-hmm. Larry Bird. So I'm at four. Reggie and uh, Ray Allen. Ray, four, give me Ray Allen. Uh, number Kobe? five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. N- n- number five, uh, give me. Kobe? Uh, no, nah, because I'm putting LeBron over Kobe. <laughs> hey, you see, I'm playing right uh, here. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. Um, and that's why you got my answer. And we got to get Rod on <laughs> But, uh, man, yeah, real. give me LeBron out of this list at number five. Give me okay. Give me Kobe at number six. Give me, um, give me Paul Pierce at number seven. Give me uh, – no, wait, hold on, hold on. Give me Dirk at number five. Give me LeBron at number six. Give me Kobe at number seven. Seven. Give me Paul Pierce at number eight. Give me Robert Horry at number nine. And you got Ray Allen at ten? Or have you already called Ray Allen? I already caught Ray Allen's four. Okay. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's uh number ten. Damn, I need I need a number ten. Who else is on that list? <laughs> Hell no! Give me somebody else that's on that list. That's it. You got the whole list. All right, so I got to think of somebody on my own. Uh, yeah, who did we yeah. have? Give me one, guys. Magic. Hell no. He's <laughs> so I'll just throw him there for now. So magic's number. And 10. there you and there you have it, folks. FIFO's top ten clutch players. On the spot. <laughs> Hey, before we get out of here, man, let's just one gotta go, man. We I got I got like a couple. Um let's do hip hop tonight, man. Let's do hip hop. Um uh, where is it? Where is it? Song, hip hop song, hip hop song, BZ430. Hip hop song, one gotta go. Petey Pablo, raise up. Uh Puff Daddy, bad boy for life. Jermaine Dupree, welcome to Atlanta, and Jay Z Izzo, one gotta go. Oh, uh, P. Pablo, you don't want to twist your he- uh, wave your shirt around the hell like a helicopter? Yeah. No, Carolina, <laughs> go ahead and stand up, take your shirt off, wave it around your head what, like what, a helicopter. <laughs> what about you, people? Who got it? Which one gotta go? North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Ken, what about you? Which one has to go? That's who got to go. North Carolina. So, Petey Pablo, welcome to Atlanta. What was other two? Boy for Life and Izzo. Yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm with with them. Yeah. 
Go ahead and stand yeah. up. Yeah, I, I got to get and, and these, by the way, are not from me. These are from my homie, uh, Eclectic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Eclectic, or you can follow him at one, the number one, gotta go. Um, here's another one. Hip-hop songs. Ken, She Will, Lil Wayne featuring Drake, Mercy, Big Sean, uh, who was that? Pusha T, 2 Chains, and Kanye. Uh, Drake, the model featuring Lil Wayne. Or Otis, OJ, I'm sorry, Otis OJ. Otis featuring Jay-Z and uh, Kanye. Which one got to go? She Will, Mercy, the model, or Otis? She Will. I'm surprised. <laughs> BZ430. You said She Will. What was? The, give me the songs again. Mercy. Uh, uh, the model. Mercy by your boy Big Sean. Detroit Swans. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh. Kanye and Jay Z, Otis, and uh, Drake and Lil Wayne, the motto. Uh, I guess just, I guess by default, Big Sean. I guess because I don't really like fuck with none of his songs. So, <laughs> not Big Sean. How does Detroit versus everybody, man? <laughs> I don't mean nothing. Hello, for your mercy. Ken, what about you, man? No, I, I said she will. Yeah, I yeah. Would she will. Okay, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I got to go. She will too. I, it was okay. It was okay. Um, all right, I got two more. Let's see. Let's go. Food, breakfast food, FIFO, bacon cheeseburger, French toast with bacon and eggs, shrimp and grits, or chicken and waffles. Uh, bacon cheeseburger for breakfast. I I can't do that. That's what I know. <laughs> Yo, I'm a fat boy, but that's that's what really about you, fat. B? Yeah, that got that. One. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Hey, a lot of people was saying bacon cheeseburger. What about you, Ken? Yeah, I'm I'm with them now. If it was a if it was a double cheeseburger, a triple cheeseburger from McDonald's, it might be a little bit different. But no, man, for things- breakfast, Ken. Man, yo, I think they're like the best burger. I can't do it, man. <laughs> but yeah, bacon cheeseburger. Guys. I can't do it. Damn, Ken. I love bacon cheeseburger. I can't eat that for breakfast, man. I can't do that for breakfast. Let's go hip-hop albums. Um, Ken, Method Man, Tical 2000, Judgment Day, DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life, and Red Man docks the name. One got to go. <laughs> oh man, um, it was it was uh, well, Takao two thousand, uh, Judgment Day. Even though that last, you ain't like that. That last song was hard. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dang, hard not. I, so hard not life is that volume three, volume two? Vol, no, that's volume two. That's with uh, the Annie theme song. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, and Red Man's dots the name. Um. Can I make mine already? 
Hey, go ahead while Ken is, is stammering over there. Flesh in my flesh. I don't, I don't know why that's so easy. I think y'all already know that. Flesh in my flesh. Yeah, for you. You don't like that? Yeah. He don't like I DMX. Flesh in my flesh. No. The, he don't like DMX. It, it's it's for another thing, Kyle. Trust yeah. me. Trust me, Kyle. Kyle. Trust oh, me. We, 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 we got to talk. We got to talk. <laughs> it will not happen. Trust me. <laughs> I've been letting this for like four years. I never knew that. Or to call. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I think it'll be math, man. Okay, to Cal got to go. All right, what about you, people? Uh, give me, give me, give me my options one more time. Uh, to Cal, two thousand. Um, um, Judgment Day, uh, Hard Knock Life, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, and Red Man's Docks the name. To Cal. Yeah, yeah. The Cal kind of fell off toward the back end. Uh, really wasn't much for me to listen to. All right, man. Last one before we get out of here. Save the best for last. One got to go. Lyrically. BZ430. Lyrically. One got to go. Biggie. Nas. Jay-Z. Or Tupac. Tupac. FIFO. Wait, hold on. Say that one more time. Give me my options. Uh, Biggie. Nas. Jay-Z, Tupac. So it's only three? It's four. Big J, Nas, that's three. Tupac is four. Oh, I, I didn't hear Nas. Every oh, time he says sorry, Nas. Nas. No, no, you're fine. Uh, oh, damn, my bad. Um, is, yeah, Tupac. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think he needed one more lyricist in there. Tupac, we already know. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to get rid of Pop. I love Pop. I love him. Oh, somebody in the chat was Jay Z. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. No. no. Oh, he said Jay Z's overrated. Wow. Damn. Uh, who, who, who's block underrated? If you think just yeah, just just block uh, him from the from, from the chat room, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, you, you have my authority to block him. Yeah, man. Y'all got anything else before we get out of here, man? Uh, just one real quick thing. FIFO. What up? Go ahead. MB, man. I, that boy's going to be a beast, man. I, I, try, I try to tell y'all. Stay yeah. healthy. I, hey, look, stay look, healthy, look, 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 look. Trust the process. Trust the process. I feel like I'm saying this every week, man, but I, I, I'm just looking, and I'm like, oh, my God, this dude's going to be. Y'all didn't notice when he was at Kansas? No, I knew he was good, but I didn't, like, I, I told y'all hurt. in high school. I told y'all right. in high school. I've been yeah. Thon Maker. Thon, I've been on Thon Maker for the last three. I'm telling that guy there too. I'm telling you, he's gonna have a big impact. I joke. He was gonna uh, be uh, Greg Oden. Who? Joel and B. That was. Always, it was always the fear of him being Greg Oden, right? But now, nah, yeah, no, nah, man. I, look, man. There's a difference between being big. And just like, you know, like, 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 when you take a step, you, you know, you're putting like a lot of power down. That's how Greg Oden was. He was like a big ogre. And B, you could tell he's light on his feet. He just, he just has some injuries. Will it continue to be a problem? That's to be seen. I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I tell you this, though, that guy right there, man, I'm telling you, 
He is the second coming of Olajuwon, and I think he he has a natural skill set that's better than Olajuwon. And that's crazy to say, but I'm telling you, it is the truth. I, I could only tell you what my eyes see, man. The, the man's touch around the basket, you cannot teach. You cannot teach it. It's what you would want every big man to have. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably. Okay, so, so my question is, what what's going to happen? And I know we're going to talk more about this as the NBA season progresses, but be you got Okafor, you got – they got to give it the high top fade. Nerlens is the Nerlens. odd man out. Nerlens is the odd man out. Look, remember Sam Hinkie's play. And Ben, ben, um, ben Simmons. Yeah, and Dario Saric. All, all, all from mm-hmm. core players. I forgot about him. Saric is good, too. Yeah, he is good. He is good. He, he's better than I thought he would be. But um, there's going to be an odd man out. The, the plan in place was to accumulate the best talent available, regardless of position. You do that because it is a valuable asset. Why is it a valuable asset? Because now you can move that for other pieces that may fit what you are trying to do. Nerlens is the mm-hmm. odd man out. It may be Jaleel, but it's probably going to be Nerlens. Nerlens is probably going to get traded. You're going to see them make a move for other young talent or other veteran talent or other draft picks. They're, they're going to have to move. There's just not enough time on the court to develop everybody. It's impossible. You have three centers. Right. You have three starting centers. You, you can't do that. So, so somebody's going to get moved. The, the plan was to accumulate talent. They have done that. They got the city height. They are going to be good. They just have to move and shuffle those pieces so that way they can be cohesive. Yo, you wasn't here real quick. You think Ben Simmons playing this year? You wasn't here last week? Uh, oh, I forget. He wasn't here. Um, we talked about it last week. He probably will, but I don't think he should. I think he should sit the season. Okay. I think there's a lot of pressure okay. on Ben um, Outside pressures. Um, I, I think because, you know, him and Nike were going back and forth because uh, he wanted more money. Nike eventually conceded a little bit more, but not exactly what Ben wanted because Nike wanted him to go to L.A. He didn't go, um, obviously. But um, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of pressure for him to play, for people to see what he can do. Um, but I, I don't think it's a mistake. I just don't think he should. I he think he's like the third biggest market in the NBA, right? Nah, Chicago. Chicago's the third. Yeah. It's LA, New yeah, York, New York, Chicago, LA, Chicago. Philly's yeah. up there though, right? I would say they're probably top five to top seven. There's yeah. a, there's yeah. money to be made for Nike in Philly it, with that team turned around. I don't think they're thinking or looking long term. I, I grant I get there's more in LA, but you can make money in Philly. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't. You can't. I'm just saying that there's pressure overall on Ben. No, I'm just saying Nike, Nike can. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they're gonna make money, man. Look, they got the right guy. You know what I'm saying? They went and they 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 they, dropped, they, they, they signed the right person, so he, he's gonna make money, and they're gonna make money with, with Ben. That's why I'm saying, look, th- there's no real reason to truly play this season. Like for 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 what? Th- this team is not ready for you to take them where they need to go. The team still needs to make major roster adjustments for the team to be in position like a Minnesota. But they have Minnesota-level talent. They just don't have them in different um, positions. Once they do that, it, I'll put it to you like this. If 
Philly was more in a Minnesota position, I'd be like, yeah, Ben needs to play this year. He needs to establish mm-hmm. that core. They need to establish every single moment. But the way that the team is presently constructed, nah, man, like you, you can take the year off. You really can. It's not going to hurt or help y'all. Like, y'all going to have a high draft pick next year. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> so there you have it, fellas. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, man. Uh, we will be back, as you know, next week. Uh, same time, same station. Ken, you guys on tomorrow for the Fantasy Show? Yep. Yep, 8 o'clock. All right, we we, we made it through the show without talking about damn fantasy tonight. Travesty. <laughs> it's a travesty, man. It happens. Hey, Ken, you know, I ain't even – I didn't even think about it till you said that tweet today. When I saw it, I was like, man. Because he, he had and the – because you had Payne. So if Payne would have ran that touchdown, um, that would have been his third one, and that wouldn't have been two points off the board. Or right. if, he, if he did throw that touchdown, that's almost like a – not an eight-point swing, but you get the six points plus the two right. points you lost on the interception. So you get it. Yeah, that was, that was big, man. That was Ron Rivera, man. That was a dumb call. He should have ran the ball, but anyway, all right, we that'll do it for us, guys. Yeah, so I was, so we I'll be definitely tuning in tomorrow, man. You guys, matter of fact, everybody listening, make sure you, ch- you catch uh, B and Ken there on for the fantasy show. Uh, as I mentioned, we will be back on next week, same time, same station. Uh, for Ken, for B, for FIFA, I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. We'll holler you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.